You know, it seems like whether you own 10 acres or 10,000 acres, all the turkey and all the deer are going to be near that property line. And, Always. Uh, you know, I, I think we there's logic behind that, you know, because a lot of times we talk about them being creatures of edge and creatures of diversity and, and, and transition. And you got two landowners that meet and they got different practices, different different goals with their property, different timber cutting. Uh, you got change. You got diversity. So that so animals in proximity to that property line introduces a whole nother temptation and uh, whole another predator That's a whole right. nother predator, predator. <laughs> yeah we talk about uh mitt mitt you've got a, a good reference we go back to a lot when uh talking about managing property and and the lowest hole in the bucket and sometimes that's not soil fertility sometimes that might be another human right, right. <laughs> somebody taking it that What's my old saying? You you can't out hunt a guy that don't have a job. Yeah. So uh, so you know we're going to talk about poaching today. We're going to talk about poaching poachers and and to me the the best analogy and I don't know if I came up with this or I heard it somewhere but it's almost like managing a pond but having an otter coming and going. You can you can do everything right to manage that pond for trophy bass, but you can't quantify. How much you he's taking? You can't offset what yeah. that otter's doing, and, and having a poacher on a place is very similar. Uh, it's just one of those things. That it's look if you got five hundred acres, we said it earlier. If we got five hundred acres, somebody takes two turkeys off of you, they hurt you. There ain't no doubt. And it ain't hard for somebody to take two turkeys off of you. And that's that's hard to quantify that too. I mean, because you don't know what's leaving. Uh, we work really hard to you know to, to try to manage that top end stuff, and that's what. That's what everybody's after, and there's not very many of those to go around. Well, no. we we got somebody in here today that spent 20 years of his life chasing them. Brent, I'm gonna let you introduce. Yeah, look, him. we got we got a local legend, and I, I I really wanted to talk to Bo. We got Bo Harrison here. Bo served as a game warden in our area for for like like 20 years, said, about 20 yeah. years. And uh, in my mind, to get a game warden in here to talk about to talk about poaching and the impact to a property is that you. You've got stories. I know he's got some good stories, and I'm looking forward to hearing it. But we all, you know, in a lot of cases, in a lot of communities, that, that poacher gets stories. Sometimes they're heroes. Oh, there's you know, no doubt. You know, on, on Facebook, there's a bunch of them that they've got these images sort of romanticized as that hero. Glamorized. Mm-hmm. That's right. But, but Bo, you've, a lot of times, if you're, if you're called out there and as, as law enforcement working this, you're interacting, you're responding to a call from that landowner that's fed up. Right. frustrated and that's the side of it that i don't think gets told a lot and uh and, I, and i'm looking forward to having that conversation from your perspective because you would have seen it uh yeah i mean you was the you was the head of the county i mean ain't no doubt as far <laughs> and, as the hunting and I mean, everybody really, i know and I'm like scared said, of bow harris that's <laughs> yeah. right no doubt there's a lot of bow harris look, look thank you for coming on here with us i, I appreciate, appreciate it i appreciate you being willing to talk <clears throat> but bow come on in the and in, in when i asked him early in the <clears throat> 90s 1990 that was when i was first got my license so i ain't gonna say we wasn't a we it was like tom and jerry our bunch was we had a pretty good little bunch out there at new hope bow and and he was we was tom and jerry and trying to stay away from him and dodging it it, it was fun stuff yeah. but you was all i'm gonna tell you this and and you bo wrote me my first ticket so that's something i can be proud of and and uh on a dove field but you was always good to people and i had a lot of respect for you and you treated people right, and you helped people, and, and you would bust them. But I'm just telling you, you did a good job of what you done. You retired, and, and, and can't nobody say that, that you wasn't fair to people because you was. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good icon because, yeah. you well, know, people. My, my philosophy was 
treat them like a human being. Right. And I know y'all dealt with a lot of things other than poaching. Was the, poaching and trespassing? The number one complaint. And I've lumped spotlight in there with that. Too, oh yeah. You know what I mean? So. Number one complaint year in year out was trespassing. Whether it be fishing, hunting, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, or just whatever, trespassing. You know, and it and a lot of these landowners, you know, didn't want the conflict, but they wanted it stopped. You know, there's this act, you know, a lot of people say, I'm not going down there. That fellow shoot me. You yeah. Know? <laughs> they let you do the dirty work. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, it's just the way it is, you know. But, you know, it was, you know, you getting calls, you know, we think about something, y'all, but I mean, he's like that, he's like that record driver. You don't know when he's going to get that phone call, middle of the night, not which I know his wife. And I mean, you get, a, I mean, most time people in spotlighting at six o'clock. It's two or three o'clock in the morning. You're getting those phone calls. Your hardcore people, right? You, a lot of your hardcore. They's gonna be out there, wee hours of the morning. Sometime, you know. We had some. We had a bunch in Knoxville County. Of course, Knoxville was part of our sub district, and right. they'd shoot them with twenty two rifles. Now these were grown men. They'd set a beer can out on the side of the road where they'd shot. They'd make a round, kill three, four, five. Every man they kill, and they go back and pick them up. Mark them with them beer cans. Mark it with a beer can. Mm, you know, professional. So. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you're talking about management, Brent. You take a guy in a bean field early in the season, he'd kill every buck you got. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if he wants to before the well, season. Yeah. yeah. You know, with, with poaching, you know, not that, not that one person's crime is worse than another, but it seems to be you've got different levels. You've got somebody that's on a dove field, may have been invited as a guest, may not have had anything to do with whatever it is that's illegal. Right. You may have somebody that shoots maybe a little bit late or maybe yeah. over, over a line. But there's also, you know, I've heard I've heard of people using the philosophy that I'm going to hunt where I want to hunt. If I, I get, get caught, caught, if I get caught, it's still cheaper than the lease I'd have had to pay. <laughs> I mean, that's their hunting class. Yeah, know, if, I get, if I get caught every, yeah. you know, once, once a year, once every three or five years, right. that, you know, that's cheaper than what it would have cost to buy that land or lease it. And, yeah. And that's. I mean, people justify things like that. I mean, yeah. But when when the era that you come in is kind of when the trophy management first started, mm-hmm. right? When you right. agree in that in that yeah. early nineties, getting started. That when yeah. people was getting started. I mean, yeah. we were, you know, we talked on this podcast, and people were going after the big racks. Mm-hmm. And there's numerous, you know, we ain't gonna say no names, but there's numerous times that you would get phone calls and people would just cut their heads off, right? And you 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 found that a lot. Yep. Yep. Uh, some extremely big deer, you know, cut the heads off and found out that they were running those, they was putting those deer in big deer contests and stuff like that. Now, you know, I, I, there's no words can describe to me what kind of man that is. That's right. You know, he's well, not can... he's not a sportsman at all. Right. All he's worried about is winning a contest he's for taken. something that he took mm-hmm. yeah. from somebody else that spent the time, the money, and the energy to grow. Yeah. And that's what's so disheartening about it. Yeah, but you know, every year, every year we see there's always a a, a, a little controversy over a big buck killed when it was man. killed, killed on somebody else's land. There's and no bigger on Facebook. Yeah, every yeah. big buck gets posted on Facebook. You'll see something come out. And there's right. always a, I can, another story. I can tell you one that really got me, and I know the boy that killed the deer. And there's a place not far from him there. As a crow flies, a deer was killed a half a mile from this guy's property. Right. No high fence, right. you know, just woods. Just natural. And this man found out this boy killed this deer, sent somebody down there to see where the deer was killed. You know, he said, that's my deer. 
you killed my deer. No, sir, he was on us. Boy's a good boy. He's a good hunter. He killed the deer. He even went so far to tell him that if he tried to enter that deer into something and get a record of him, that he would contest it. Wow. People get hot over his deer now. Yeah. All I, all I can tell him is, like, let him go build you a fence, buddy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and that, I've seen more come to, I've seen come to blows, nearly killings on, over a stinking right. deer, you know? <laughs> so, Bo, when y'all first got your dummy deer, you know, I know everybody hears about the dummy deer. Because that's the best way to catch a poacher. I yeah. mean, really. And I remember when y'all got that, got that decoy deer. Yeah. Uh, that thing, would you catch a lot of people on them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had several of them shot all the pieces. I, matter of fact, I, I've always been wanting to fix stuff, and uh, and I got pretty good at making them. Right, making you know, the deer. Making the deer, making make him look so natural. And, you know, anybody can stick a decoy out there, but but from a hunter's standpoint, to put that deer in a place to where a hunter would think he should be. We'll bite it. Yeah. We'll bite him, you know. Mm-hmm. I've seen him before. Right? As soon yeah. as I see it, there ain't no way. Yeah. Not even slow and down. <laughs> I ended up, uh, Warehouser actually bought me two decoys. Mr. Kent Walker was down at Warehouser. And we was having a lot of trouble down in that neck of the woods. Right. And they come from up north. And uh, one of the the big deer, the buck, which his head would turn and the tail would wag. Okay. Oh. But they mounted the deer and cut the right front leg off and mounted it in a crooked position with a servo in it so when you worked the servo it looked like he stomped his foot uh, he was death buddy <laughs> deadly. that was agent 99 what we called him and i don't know if you remember this or not and i'm not gonna call no names <laughs> but it was actually a man that worked for us oh, oh yeah in a truck oh yeah that shot it off oh, of yeah. a off of a public a road man- management area well, no 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 it wasn't on the management area he was okay. off on private property okay. You see what I mean? Oh yeah. And he ended up losing his job over. Over. You know, in the in the nineties, back then, Bo and he, I don't remember, but you could spotlight till ten o'clock. You remember that? Yeah. It, it was a you know, and then uh, yeah, you could. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check. I remember that now. Hundred yeah. percent. Yes. Well, and then after ten o'clock, it was harassment of wildlife. Yeah. And they changed that in about the mid nineties mm-hmm. when they changed that thing. Because yeah. look, here's how I know. Because when Bo and them would have their stuff set up, we'd always go get us a couple old gals, and we'd go riding <laughs> and, and, and having a good time. You know, I was the best. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, yeah. knew hope we didn't have nothing to do. We had no money. Right. That's right. If, if we had $6, $7, we could put a little gas in. We'd ride down towards Kincaid Creek. Yeah. Well, that was one of Bo's favorite places to set that dummy up was on Kincaid Creek. We'd flash. All of a sudden, we'd see the deer. We knew because we done shined it so many times. We'd look over and see him. We'd say, oh, he's going to get on our ass. So, we, so we'd take off on down the road. He knew it was us. Yeah. We'd take off on down the road and say, damn, he's going to get on our ass. But uh, that, was, had, that was so funny. We had 10 different people come by one night down there. And, and, and you go to an area because of complaints. Right. You know, and a lot of the, the, lot of the way that I learned where I need to work, and people don't have a clue kind of what we did and. And myself, the way I worked, I worked by myself a lot. I yeah. got criticized for it, but but sometimes, you know, you got somebody tagging along beside yeah. you. It's just something extra to mess up. I spent a lot of time, a lot of energy to, to, to make cases, good cases. Right. And, you know, without the public's help, let me say that, without the public's help in law enforcement, you've got a hard battle to, mm-hmm. you know, right. play because it, with the public's help, you, you got, you do a lot of good a lot of times, but... More eyes that help you, right? Oh, and ears yeah. too. Well, yeah. speak to that when you say you know building a good case. I mean, 
What does that look like from your perspective? What does the the landowner? What responsibilities he got to make that stronger case? I mean, what? Tell me the steps in that to to where when we do when you do go to prosecution, hey, we got a good strong we got a good strong case. Well, typically somebody call me, call and I says, okay, I'd go talk to them. And I said, what you got? You know what's going on? Whether it be turkey hunting, deer hunting, what rabbit hunting, score, it didn't make no difference. Somebody's trespassing, trespassing. And I says, I'd ask them. Says, okay, who's supposed to be on your land? Uh, well, if, if their last name's not Smith, write them a ticket. I says, okay. Now, anything that happened in my presence, you know, I wrote them a ticket for it because I'm signing an affidavit when I wrote that ticket. Now, it's been a while since I've been out all this, but typically, see, if I didn't see it and the landowner called me, he would need to go sign an affidavit himself, himself along with that ticket. You see what I mean? Is I that just as strong as you seeing him? No. Yeah. A lot of times, mm-hmm. long, lot, to me, in, in my opinion, it's not. But my deal was I wanted to catch them right. No question. You want to get in their pocketbook. Well, yeah. I wanted them to walk in there and pay that ticket and leave. And know they got you. Yeah. And if they did go to court and I give my evidence, the judge come in, she swung the gavel on them. Not give any room for contested exactly and loopholes and all that. Every ticket that I ever wrote for hunting from the public road, which is shooting deer out of the truck window, right. you know, something like that, except one, I saw them shoot. How important is it for that landowner once they've called you, once they've reached out to you? How important is it for them to let you do your job? Like, is are there cases where the landowner interferes, or the landowner like maybe there's family, maybe. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what warns them, you know, might be. My God, don't hunt again. I got Bo Harris that I yeah, at this yeah, place. Yeah. I mean, that, that happened well, a lot. Kind of to piggy, piggyback well, off Mitt's question, like what, what can the landowner do to, to sort of, once they're fed up, that once you're aware you got the problem and you reach out to law enforcement? What, what? Well, I, I would say the number one thing they could do is pick up the phone, call the justice court, and say, look, he wrote these people's ticket on my land. I sure would appreciate you, you prosecute them. The judge. Yeah, not getting soft. The landowner yeah. not getting soft. Landowner, and some, and in some cases, uh, there are certain people that don't want to prosecute people, and they would yeah. call and just want us to come down and be, you know, a, be run, a peace officer. Yeah, come down yeah, and, or run and, them off, and, run them off, and run them off, and, and you try to make them understand this. So they're going to be back because when it's just like our society today. What's no going question. on right now? No you can go. You yeah. can go still thousand dollar worth of clothes and they pat you on the hand don't come back you know they yeah. you, nothing happens to you yeah so well, you say that you know over the years i know of and i know y'all do too know of there's some landowners that are notorious for if prosecute you if, you, if yeah. you you get called over there you're gonna get prosecuted oh yeah and that's yeah. a heck of a deterrent heck of a deterrent and, and people hate them for it. But you take an absentee landowner. Have you? Did you work cases before where you had maybe an absentee landowner doesn't even necessarily live here close? I mean, that, that's got to be low-hanging fruit for a poacher. I mean, that's yeah. a challenge. Well, and that was kind of the part. I went a little step or two further in my job. I made it a point. I made, on average, about 5,000 personal contacts a year. I've got every one of my daily activity books for all the years in a big box that I, where I document it. You document, you document, you document. Mm-hmm. It yeah. You would reach out. You'd reach out to these people. Say, you hey, reach you know out somebody's to hunting your place. Well, I knew, I knew the county. He did. You I knew the here. county. I knew all the people. Yeah. 
I'd come in, they'd be hunting. I'd come in and say, hey, how you guys doing? Y'all killed anything? Everything going okay? Any, any problems? You know, let me know if you need any help. You wouldn't believe how far that goes. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of times, yeah, man, I, yeah, we got a problem. Where? <laughs> Boy, that just kind of lit me up. You know, that yeah. gave me something to do. Right. Let me go get them, you yeah. know. And, and and by far, I, I wasn't the best at what he done, but I, I grew up here. I grew up in the woods. My dad was in the guard. He was a woodsman. That's right. Well, my dad was in the guard for nine years. He taught me to shoot a peep sight and how to hunt and fish. And You I, wrote a many a ticket for hot headlighting deer and, and, yeah. and spotlighting deer and trespassing I, I, and stopped I think, it. You know, and at it, the time, that was $1,000. You could take their truck, couldn't you? Well, we always did. Yeah. You know, you seized everything that was used, the guns and the trucks and stuff like that. And yeah. What was what was some of the strangest or maybe the funniest? I, I know there's been a few over there. There had to be some that stuck out. Tell, or tell me about a turkey hunting one. That, let's, <laughs> let's tell that real quick. Cause we, we're not going to say no names to protect the innocent. Yeah. And, but, but tell that story. That's probably one of the innocent. best ones. There ain't no innocence in that I don't, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tell that one. I don't know who called me. Never did know. They just phone call said, what would you think if I told you I just saw a pickup truck pull over in the bottom down there on 69, and a guy jumped out in camouflage with a shotgun and run into the woods. I said, well, I'd figure they're probably going in there to try to kill a turkey. Poaching, probably. Yep. says, okay. So I knew exactly where he was talking about, it, where he described, you know. Oh, I could, yeah. And yeah. I knew a house. Turkey was notorious. Yeah, and he'd been out there blowing up in that field. <clears throat> and uh, so... I knew a lady lived up on the hill, and I run down there real quick and run up there in my truck, hid in my truck, knocked on her door, said, you mind if I leave my truck here for a few minutes? I said, I'm trying to take care of some business. She says, okay, yeah, fine, fine, fine. And I didn't have to walk far. I just didn't want to see my truck. Right. And I sat there, and I watched that truck make several trips up and down the road back. And you could, you, <laughs> you knew they were up to something. You know, I said, uh-huh. I said, he's in there. They waiting on him to come back out. I said, well, I said, this could go on all day. I said, dang. So the la they come by me one time, headed kind of back toward town. I just let them get by me, and I just jumped in the truck, and I followed them up. And they pulled in this place to turn around and come back, and I just turned around in behind them. And I got out, <laughs> just opened the door on the back of the truck and just got up in the truck with him. <laughs> there was two in the front <laughs> or something. And I just got up in the back seat. I said, hey, guys, what's going on? You know, he's Oh, nothing, man. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, what are y'all up to? Said, oh, we're just riding around. I said, well, let's ride right back down. You, know, you pick that fella up that you dropped off down there to kill that turkey. What? No, no, man, not me. You know, so it, it's so funny. And he didn't want to. You know, I said, look, it's real simple. I can send y'all back home right now. And you don't come back down here. If you do, you go in jail. I forgot that part. But right. anyway, I said, we can go down there. You can toot your horn. Let's get this fella out of the woods. Let's get this over with. No, no, no. I said, okay, let's go one step further. I said, if you don't, I said, I'm going to charge you because you were driving the truck and you let him out. Accessory. You accessory to this. It didn't take much to flip it. It did didn't it? take much to flip him. Uh, hey, no <laughs> honor among thieves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> them, no. hot, them hot handcuffs will make you. So he comes running out of the woods and jumps up in the truck. I said, hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they had the turkey, didn't he? He had the turkey, didn't he? I can't, I can't remember. remember. I mean, he sure got him. And let me tell you something. We know this cat. <laughs> and it eat him 
up. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it was it was funny. I tell he you, used to taunt you a little bit. They wasn't he one of these used to crack jokes and yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I tell you, <laughs> he got I, him on that one. I tell you, I tell you, let me tell you another real quick. Mm-hmm. It's about years ago it was during fishing season early, and we was down at the Lock and Dam, a little bass tournament down there, early season. A fellow walked over there next to me. He said, uh, "Boys gonna open up season early tomorrow." I said, "Yeah." I said, "Yeah." Reckon about whereabouts they gonna be? He said, they're gonna be down south. And he, he made another comment or two, mm-hmm. and I said, yeah, old church, yeah. I said, okay, appreciate it, buddy. Well, I leave out at 3 o'clock in the morning. I park around behind the old church. I'm sitting there. Listen, it's getting close to daylight. I heard a turkey gobble. I said, uh-huh, he's in yonder. <laughs> and I heard this truck busting gravel coming up the road. And it and I lean out and I look and this fella gets out of the truck, got on his dress shirt and his tie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he come down there to check on the turkey, you know, see if he was still there. He gets in, he's standing there like like he's got an audience around him somewhere. Old turkey said, he pointed like it. I said, uh-huh. He jumped in the truck, he left. I said, uh-huh. We'll be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was there the next morning. So he opened up on a Friday instead of waiting until the Saturday. It was a week early. Oh, man. It was a week, two mm. weeks, about two weeks early, I think. Anyway, so. Oh, <laughs> uh, so and that guy was both scouting. That yeah, right. about so, that. so uh, you know, <laughs> I'm there the next morning. I'm around behind the church, and I, I, I get out of the truck, and I walk around right here, just walking around. About that time, oh, here comes the truck. Well, they just whoop around there. The old church kind of back in the woods, mm-hmm. you know. They walk around and end up, and I'm standing 25 feet from the tailgate. Never sees you. Never see me in the dark. Oh. Well, the cargo light comes on. This one gets out. This one gets out. This one gets out. I know all three of them. They loading up us. But the turkey didn't gobble. <laughs> the turkey didn't gobble. But anyway, I said, well, they still hunting. Mm. They must have hunted in the kind of close down to where they was going to come out. So other than come back to get the truck. And he said, and what really got me about this thing is, man, I said, I need to see your license, dude. For what? I said, y'all in there turkey hunting. I said, oh, man, I done watched all the name to names off. I done done watched y'all going to load your guns. I said, my, my only regret is a turkey didn't gobble. I said, I'm glad y'all didn't kill him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's a tickle. That's a win-win. Yeah, and and you know, he I'm said. You called him, you deterred it, and they didn't kill the turkey. And the the, the, the guy told me, he said, man, I can't, I can't believe you're going to write me a ticket. He said, man, I have to work six days a week. And I ain't, there's five, you know, all this night, and I'm scratching my old bald head. And I said, wait, 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 wait a minute. You got enough money to burn ten wet mules. <laughs> and you're hunting a week early. Yeah, you know. Early. I said I don't want to hear it. Yeah. You know, and it's it's just crazy stuff. You know, in this, but people can rationalize. I'm sure you've seen this as much as anybody. People can rationalize and justify any behavior. I mean, there's an excuse in a story. That's that's yeah. why they call it rationalize. It's rational lies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rational lies. Yeah. Right. Well, I, got, I work six days. A week, so don't you shouldn't write me a ticket for turkey hunting a week early. Yeah, I mean, people look, you see it. We talked some in the beginning about sort of the culture and sort of this hero mentality about some of these poachers. 
And and there's probably no better place to see it than some of these Facebook groups. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Because people, yeah. I mean, it's there's there's an excuse. There's a rational you you can rationalize any of them. Any, yeah. any excuse. You know, yeah. they joke about you know there's all kind of acronyms for posted. You know, plenty right. of strutting turkeys every day, right. and, and they talk about Mister Mister Ted, Mister Post Ted's property. <clears throat> I mean, it's oh, there's one on there that's bragging about how many deer he rattled up on, on the King Ranch now. Yeah. Uh, we got a book out. Yeah, you know? got a book out. I, I listened to him for a long time the other but, day. But they made a thief famous. Made a thief famous. Yeah, <clears throat> and people. I mean, really? Yeah, really. Look, that's some of what I want to do with this. Is I want to discourage it. I mean, I don't look. I don't think it's funny. I don't think it's cute. I, I think, I think it's theft, and I, I it 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 annoys me. And you get look if you if you get picked on a little bit on Facebook if you chime in and you ain't going along with that. But it annoys me that it's, glor- it's glorified. Well, yeah. it's funny unless they're taking something from you. You agree with that? Brother? That's right. That's right. You know, if you're growing one five years old, and that guy pulls up and blows him out the window, mm-hmm. and then you go out there and find the body and mm-hmm. the head's cut off of it, and you don't see the deer that you've been seeing on yep. film mm-hmm. on camera, well, guess what? You just got it taken from you. That's right. And it's sort of an evolution, too, because, you know, back in your rowdy days, Chris, you'll admit to that, we all had it. I mean, you didn't have anything. No, you didn't no. have a place to hunt, and Permission. as you as you started moving into places, and you own, you, you look at that thing a whole lot different. A hundred percent. Yeah. Now, now, Brent, I, I want to. I got two. If you lived in the what we called the Bo Harris era <laughs> of hunting, you, you always had a Bo Harris story. If you was a little bit on the, I'm gonna admit on the rowdy side, I wasn't too bad, Bo. But we no, always just kid. We, we had a group of us, me and Brad Braddock and John Dale. And and I appreciate name. you. They, and, 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 well, I'm sure they appreciate well, your they name they, dropping. Look, because <laughs> their names are gonna come up in this thing. But um, before Bo got there, before he hired, there was only one game warden in this in this county, and and it was Bo's partner for several years. So he wasn't much at one, but he'd give these boys a rough time. So they went down there. There's an old pecan orchard down there off Spurlock Road. And me and Bo talked about this and got tickled. It's a 75-acre pecan orchard. And it was notorious for having a deer out in it. People would shoot them. Well, it had goats in there. So these old boys put a – you remember those You know where this is going, don't you, Brent? <laughs> I got a pretty good idea. <laughs> now, I was just watching. I didn't do any of this. So if anybody you didn't hold the goat? I didn't hold the goat. <laughs> And I didn't have the big tall boots on. I didn't so, think it's going there. That ain't where I was. So they had a six volt battery. They duct taped it to the top of this goat's head, and they took a belt and slapped that goat on the butt, and that goat took off like his ass is on fire. Talking about a six, they put a flashlight. They put a flashlight on his head and cut it on. <laughs> they called in a spotlighting. Said, "Hey, they somebody should shot a deer down here at Nashville Ferry, on, on Spurlock Road in this pecan orchard, and they out there looking for the <laughs> looking for the deer." <laughs> Well, they was all, and it was a group of us. So they uh, they called it in. It wasn't too long. Bo's ex partner, here he come. Wow. Mm-hmm. He run up in there, and and they was he was off in the backside thing, and uh, he jumped out, and that old, and he was a pretty big fella. Yeah. Remember, he wasn't no small fella. Mm-hmm. And that goat was way and that, and that across flashlight there. was running across. That flashlight was running across there, so he'd get over there close to it. Hey, hey, stop. Man, that thing would keep on running. <laughs> that flashlight run away from him. <laughs> he, he run that goat around there for about 30, 45 minutes until he finally figured out, uh-oh, this is a goat with a flashlight tied to his head. And uh, that was that was a tough one right there. And, and, and uh, But that stuff being yeah. stupid, but it called you. You know, we were, we were dumb, yeah. but it called him out of his 
it caught him out of his house, you know. <laughs> and, and that joker had to come all the way across yeah. the river. Somebody across the county was spotlighting uh, that night and got it. away with it. Ain't no doubt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was a it was a tough deal. But we had one down in Noxapater, out in the country, and the guy took it in his own hands. Because it was so hard to work at country down there. That's a lot of that. That's a wild country down there. And, uh, and Mr. Big block of wood. Mr. Yeah, Larry yeah. Waddell, he's dead now, but he was an officer down there. He lived at Knox Pater down there in the country. And all the time they're shooting around there. Well, they come by his house one night, done shot deer out, big field, stuff right there. Come down the road, that light out the window like this. There were pieces of the light laying in the road. He shot the light. He shot the light out. Wow. Now, as good a shot as that was, he could have shot them. But he was just, and he might have got his hand a little bit, but I guarantee you they never came back to that neck of woods again. I mean, we we talk about values, Brent, all the time. But having a good game warden that's patrolling and protecting those resources, hey, that's a value in itself. I mean, it it really is. Knowing that they got somebody that they can call and, and, and don't let people take. And, I mean, you didn't let nobody bluff you too much, I can tell you. Well, I, I tell everybody I had a well, 16, 17 year. I said I had a 17-year class in psychology. And they said, what do you mean? I said, I was a game warden for 17 years. I heard everything could be t- thought yeah. of. Me. <laughs> I don't know I, how that corn got here by one of them oak trees. <laughs> hey, it is <laughs> psychology. One oh. of the neatest tools, you know, both season. Right. They're going to shoot him with a rifle. Right. Okay. One of the, it's so simple. And I'm going to tell this now because it's all over. People know it. A bottle of hydrogen peroxide. Hydrogen peroxide. You look at that deer laying in the back of the truck. Says, Man, that's a nice deer. Shoot him with your bow. Well, that sure is a neat, tiny hole. That's smaller than an air shaft. What you shoot him with it, 243? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I said, yeah, I, I believe so. Roll him over. I said, dang, that's funny how it goes in so pretty there and make this three, three, three-sided hole on the other side, you know. Oh, I like it. I go over to the truck, and the label pulled off. I said, I've got some new chemical here that they came up with. I said, now, if that deer was shot with a bullet, with that lead, I said, if I pour this on that hole right there, I said, it's going to foam up. And they look at oh, no, no. I said, now, come on now. Come on now. You just come on, get straight with me. We'll get this over with. We can both go home, eat supper. How about that? Oh, no, no, no. Porter just starts, oh, man, yes, sir, I did. I shot him with my rifle this morning. (laughs) 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 You know, so, and just little things like that. And you know they're lying. Yeah. And it just, they just think. Persuade them to tell the truth. There is no telling how many lies it was told to you in 18 years on. Oh, yeah. But you know, even today, you you know, I know the place that you hunt, and and, and you, I mean, you're you're a conservationist. I mean, you yeah. you take care of that place, you manage it, you you make it look like a million dollars, and 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 um, mm-hmm. you never you never have lost that love for the woods, have you? No, in all those years. You know it. Uh, they say that everyone goes through five stages. You know, growing up, you start out in what they call the shooter stage. Okay, right. you want to shoot every bullet you can get your hand on. All right, then you go into what they call a limiting out stage. Okay, you, I got man, I want to kill four more does. I want to kill another turkey. I want to, you know, I want to kill right. more bucks. Then you go into the method stage. Okay, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bow hunt. You know, uh, 
I'm going to muzzleload or hunt. Do something different. Do something different like that. And then the older you get, then you go into the trophy stage. Then that's when you just want to shoot the big deer. Right. Or the turkey with the longest beard, the biggest right. spurs, you know, stuff like that. And ultimately, where, where we all should end up in our careers or in our lives is the sportsman stage. Where we're content. Exactly. Contentment. You enjoy being there. You enjoy seeing what God provided for us out there and, and, and yeah. being good stewards of it. You know, taking care of it, and and that you're talking about, and that's the thing I could best advice I can give to anybody that's leasing land: be a good steward of it, show the landowner you care, take care of it, and it would improve your odds of hanging on to it a lot longer. That's right. You know, yeah, and act like it's yours because it's a it, it is a privilege. Little extra things that you do. Yeah, it's yeah. not a right. You don't have not one right in hunting or fishing. It's, it's all a privilege to be there. Yeah. Bo, I appreciate you giving up an evening of hunting right now. Man, I'm going to tell you something. Bo, it, if so. I enjoyed it. It's a pleasure to, to hear, and, and we'd love for you to come back and just tell some. Oh. You think of some of the best stories. <laughs> and if we didn't do some just some shorts, yeah. I, I want to know some of them. And because yeah. once, if they're not told, then they're forgotten. Mm. All right. Well, That's another one in the book. <laughs> yeah, 1-800-BE-SMART. Isn't that still the number you can call turn in a poster? Yes, sir. <laughs> and and look, like I said, I quit, but still, without our wildlife agencies and without these people out here protecting what we've got, we wouldn't have nothing. And buy you know, a hunting license. Buy a hunting license. You know, mm-hmm. that I, pays. Their, that pays y'all. You know, I bought one. I bought one every year. I've had people that say so I checked their license. I bet you don't even have one. I said, hang on one minute. I bought a sportsman's license every year. Yep. Well, why you buy one? I said, I hunt, I fish. Yeah. I'm a, supposed it, to. It's a privilege, like you said. That's it's right. A it's, a, it's a privilege, you know, to yeah. – uh, so you got laws for, there for a reason. So That's awesome. Yep. We appreciate you. Right. Yes, sir. We'll catch you all on the next one.